Episode 7 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, um, once again, is the Gherkin Meister himself, Rob Wills from Plymouth, um, JB Wicks, who's um, from, from Bristol, who's doing his first podcast after um, he downed some Marmite, and once again, backed by popular demand, Zaydin Al Zabedi, who I believe, Howdy. You're, I believe you're at home this week, not in I am. the Cassis. No, I'm at home with my feet up. Good, good, good. good. Nice. Okay, happy Christmas, firstly, to all of you. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas. You, got, um, got, you all got what you wanted for Christmas. Anybody get anything Spursy? Pass. I got four points. Oh, yeah, even better. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. Although, although, one of the points, to be honest with you, the three points against, uh, I think, against Leicester... It was a little, it was a little shaky, but three points are three points, and I'll take three points any day. Yeah, that's that's the name of the game, you know. We need, we need, yeah. we need the points. We got them. Yes, I got some Spursy stuff. I got two Spurs scarves because <laughs> I'm extra cold. Uh, what else did I get? I got a Spurs dart case for me darts. Well, Spurs darts, oddly enough. Uh, oh yeah, anything else, Spursy? Oh yeah, I've got a toast um, cutter thing. You, you uh, push into your into your toast slicer, or you just slice the toast basically, and leave it. For cockerel, is it? Yeah. Cockerel, not cock. Yeah, cockerel. <laughs> Have a bit of cockerel with toast. <laughs> um, and I bought myself a, spur, a new spur shirt as well, and away, and away one. Good man. Which one? The, the, the yellow one or the black? Uh, it's the the what it was on sales. So it was last season's okay. HP. Um, before we um, look at the Leicester game and the United game, um, a former Tottenham legend, Ron Henry, um, who was a left back in the 1960-61 double winning team, and also uh, played in the Cup Race Cup final, passed away this weekend. Uh, so R.I.P. Ron Henry. Henry, even. Yeah, what's got to his family and friends? <laughs> so two games in two days four points it's not a bad start no I'm happy with that definitely definitely not I mean, about like, it Go on, like Zaz was saying you know that um, Leicester was uh, we were a bit fortunate and lucky to come away with the three points but it's got to be a sign of a good team that when you are playing that badly you can come away with three points what I want to know is where did that team that I played today come from? Because we haven't played that well all season, in my opinion. I don't know. Well, you know what? There was a you know, there's a good comment there from Rob Craxford. He says, well, because the other teams didn't come to play. Manchester United came to get points. And whenever, and whenever somebody goes toe-to-toe with us, to use a boxing phrase, whenever somebody wants to go toe-to-toe with us, you know, we'll take them on. Whether we win or lose, you know, we play the Spurs way, the Tottenham way. We'll take them on. And um, that's where that team was. Um, they just, you know, whether it's Leicester or Burnley or or, or really or, or whoever else, they just, you know, they just don't want to have a run at us, I think. What do yeah. you think? Pat, you know, if you contrast that with the other nil-nil at the lane this season, Crystal Palace, they came, they had a game mm. plan. They try to shut up shop and they try to hit 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 us on the break. United come to play football, um, and we we respond to that. Um, or we 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 well, not we not respond, but we we do our own thing, which is also to play football and it makes for an open game. Um, like you say, Aiden, it, it's sometimes we'll pull it off, other times we won't. Um, I suspect if we. <laughs> If we come across Chelsea and Man City this season at, at home, or for that matter, away, um, we, it'll be a different, different result. But 
yeah um, they they don't United don't come to sit back and soak up the pressure um, that they play an open expansive style of football um, and that plays into our hands I think yeah it definitely does I, I think um, Rob say about the best performance I think uh, Everton home was the best performance so far this year I thought, I thought the team were absolutely superb in that match. And um, today comes, you know, in top three, I guess, in performance-wise. But um, but we still, I don't know, I, I think um, watching the game, I thought Mason should have come off earlier in the second half. I, it, to me, just didn't look quite on the, on, the, on, the, uh, on the spot, to be honest. He looked a bit tired. And obviously, he picked up that injury in the Leicester... Um, he missed out the, the the Leicester game. Did he miss out the Leicester game, or did he get the injury in the Leicester game? He didn't start the game, but he, he did come came on. on. Came on, didn't he? Yeah, came mm. on, came. Yeah, I don't know. To, to me, he didn't look as though he was properly on it today. So I think if, if it had been me, I would have pulled him off after maybe about an hour or so and brought Dembele on. But but um, but no, I was, I was quite you know I was surprised to see um, Chiriches playing right back instead of Walker but I guess with Walker we've got to be a bit careful he was out for, for such a long period of time so I suppose he does need to have a bit of a rest at times but but yes. he didn't do too badly to riches you know a few mistakes here and there but it wasn't a, a I don't know. performance Yo, I, say, <laughs> I don't know Javad what do you think you were there you had, had some opinion I, <laughs> I, I maintain what I said on the Facebook page which I thought that he was pretty gash um, I think the first half uh, I posted a comment at halftime and I'm based on his first half but to, to be fair to him second half I thought he played better first half, first half he was to me he looked pretty bad in terms of um, he kept giving the ball away his distribution wasn't good going forward in his defence he's not a right back um, and um, I wasn't alone in thinking that everybody around me in the uh, East stand and, and even throughout the rest of the stadium, you know, were a bit on edge with both. Well, let me ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. I mean, because I was thinking about, you know, about what you said, because everybody else was moaning and groaning every time he messed up. Is that herd mentality, or is that really, or, or is that really, uh, uh, or is that really warranted? Because from what I saw, he he was overlapping with um, whoever that was on the same side of the goal. Tant, was tant, now. Tant. I mean, yeah. I'm right. So. He was overlapping with him. A couple of times he put in um, a timely challenge to stop a serious goal-scoring opportunity in the first half as well. I mean, if you liked his performance in the second half, I thought he was, I thought he was invisible in the second half. I thought he really stood out in the first half, to be honest with you. Now, I don't know what happened to them in the second half. Either they were tired or whatever happened. But um, I didn't think he was that bad, Javad, to be honest with you. I mean, the commentators were, well... They didn't think he was the best thing since sliced bread, but they were complimentary. I don't know. Were you watching it on NBCSN, Zadun? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, with Lee Arlo, Arlo and Dixon are a pair of arseholes. Well, 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 that goes with well, that, well, Lee Dixon's an arsehole is an Arsenal arsehole anyway, but um, but they but they weren't slating him, but they weren't no. slating him. I mean, they really showed. A few slow motion, uh, t- timely challenges, and just his general positioning. Uh, look, they, there is no way he's a car walker, not at well, all. No, no. They, they, they did uh, put the nail on the head though at the start of the game. They were a little bit, con- you know, confused as to why Kirikes was starting. And um, I think it was Dixon turned around and said, um, "It's you know probably because uh, Walker's just coming back from a um, a long term injury." Um, he may have played. Yeah, yeah he played the uh, the Leicester game, but I think Potch is trying to ease him back into the game. And Kirikes, for all of his faults, I thought he actually played a fairly decent game today. Um, he had that cracker off the line. Um, yep. So you know, he has his plus points. Yeah. It's not very many of them, though. Well, it, it wasn't a calamitous performance. You know, he didn't. There wasn't any real huge, oh my God, what the hell has he done moments, which is what he's done before. Right. So, I mean, that's got to be a plus, surely. Yeah. I thought Fazio had a good game. Oh, Fazio was. 
I think he's getting. I think he's definitely getting better. He's definitely starting to get the the feel of the pace of the game and everything. So he did have that one moment when he chested the ball down for Vertonghen and Vertonghen didn't get it and put us under a bit of pressure, but it wasn't too bad. Not only that, there was that um, um, slice in front of the goal which Fazio almost got his feet on, wouldn't they? Yeah. That was, I'll tell you, that, that man playing next to Vertonghen is, is almost as good as Dawson and Vertonghen, in my opinion. He's actually starting to show some, some true character and some true form there. He is, isn't he? I, yeah. think, I think I was at a different game. <laughs> because... Yeah. Right you, I'm because now I'm going <laughs> to slate Fazio. No, um, I thought that the <laughs> first half, I thought the two, the two weakest links were um, Vlad and then followed by Fazio. But, but by that I mean, with respect to Fazio, that <coughs> there were one or two moments, as with every game that I've seen him so far this season, there have been one or two moments where he looks a bit shaky. But having said that, he seems to be, you know, finding oh. his feet and he's and he's forming a good good partnership. Um, if I contrast that with say Vertonghen, he you know Vertonghen didn't to me looked um, flawless. He just looked really composed and. Uh, where were you? Where were you sat, Jeff? I was in the east upper right in the centre, so I, I had a pretty good view yeah. compared to. I mean, normally I'm behind the goal, but. Um, I had a good view, but they were the two players that I thought were, you know, a little bit. I don't know, Javad. I think you had a dodgy bagel that morning. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. You had a dodgy bagel, mate. Yeah. So before we all say we're all uh, praise Stambouli, what do you think of him then, Javed? Oh, indeed. Uh, he did okay. I thought he had a very good game, to be honest with you. I thought he had a very good game. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we had we had Stambouli and uh, and Mason in the middle, and they had Mata and Rooney, and I thought I thought Stambouli and Mason did just as just as well as those two, as, you know, as those two internationals. I wouldn't call them. Well, Bill Madrid would have a a different definition of what world class is. They they can be, I guess, world class. Those two, and I thought our boys did quite well against. What could be deemed as world class players? What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought, you know, I, I thought it was nice to see um, Davis back on the field again, as opposed to oh, Rose. Yeah, yeah. Davis got to be nailed on left back every game now. Sort this rotational yeah. rubbish. Just keep him on his left back. Um, yeah. Stan Booty weren't too bad. I thought. Um, Kane was just, you know, oh Kane. monster! In Man, the boy could tackle. Did you see him run back, win balls back? Like he was, like he was crunching tackles. He went, like he went head to head with Rooney. He mm. wasn't afraid. He got in, you know, he got stuck in. He was brilliant. Yes. Loved but, him. But there was a moment, and in, in, I think it was late in the second half where Rooney was breaking away, and he and he went back and tackled. And it was one of these yeah. where. You look at it and you think, "Shit, he's gonna get he's gonna get a booking." You know, you, you've seen this happen before with other players, particularly, you know, a striker, for instance, who, who makes a challenge, and you think he's gonna he's gonna mistime it, but he, he he won the ball. It was beautiful. I know there was a, a period in the second half where Rooney uh, rugby tackled King. <laughs> I mean, the absolute oh, that's rugby a bit penalty, yeah. That's despicable, isn't it? In that one yeah. Yeah. corner. Well, you know, to be fair. To be fair, I mean, if they were going to call these every single time they'll see them, there'd be at least a dozen penalties on either side each game. Six, I mean, they let a lot of that crap go, don't they, really? They'd One... call the first two or three, everybody would stop doing it, and it would make for a better game. You'd have more attacking corners, probably see a few more goals at corners. It just... That's a fair point. One thing I... Blatant, it's right in front of the referee, and he doesn't give it. One thing I yeah. want to see in, in, in every football match now, if a player is rolling around in agony on the floor and then gets up two seconds later and starts running around like nothing's wrong, then the ref needs to start yeah. looking. Yeah. Because when Falco went down and he was up, yeah. holding his leg, oh, I think my leg's broken, sort of agony face. And then two seconds later, he's up running around like nothing had happened. And I thought, if, if that's not a booking offence, what is? Who did that today on their side? Number 33, the young one, the one that got taken off against Southampton. I forgot his name now. 
he was rolling uh, around. Uh, Paddy McMahon? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, he sprung up, received the ball, played it off, and he just got on with the game. So, yep. here's a question for you, for you guys. Um, <coughs> do you think, okay, so we beat Leicester, that's three points, but, well, actually, both games. Um, do you think we, we've got what we deserve? Yes. I think we got away with it, to be honest with you. I mean... Against Leicester? Yeah. In, in all honesty, if I was a Leicester fan, I'd have been absolutely gutted I didn't get at least a point. Yeah. Uh, and but today? then you've got to say that, you know, Spurs, are, they're obviously playing playing better in themselves that they are getting results in games like that. Today, I think we deserved what we got because we, we played for it. Uh, yeah, we we played to win. United seemed to just play for a draw. I don't know. Oh, I, no, I disagree. I, I'm sorry, Rob. I completely disagree. I don't think United came to play for a draw at all whatsoever. They brought the best team. They brought the best... Yeah, they brought the best team to the game. Well, I suppose, uh, yeah. They had, yeah, they had far more... They had far more... I mean, Van Persie missed a... I wouldn't say sitters, but, I mean, Van Persie uh, missed a, a few. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think they came for a draw at what, all. I mean, other than the Mason one... I mean, mm. if that was me, because, of course, because I would be on the field, if that was me, that Mason missed from six yards or seven yards, that should, he should have slid that with the side of his foot inside, honestly. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. I would have scored that. Sorry about that. I, think... I, I, I don't mean, like, actually playing for a draw, because no, no team actually goes out and plays for a draw. But it, I don't Set, know. Settle for a draw. Yeah. Um, they, they were tiring in the second half, so they had to settle for a draw. Really, yeah. you could you could tell how much fitter our team is now. I mean, season's gone by. You know, we'd have been absolutely struggling up towards the end of the games like that. Well, everyone except for Bale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd be gutted, absolutely gutted, if he went to United. He's he's, he's so far looking that way, isn't it? No, it's not. He ain't gonna go. There's no way he wants to go there. I think that against Leicester, um, we you know we, we got off to a great start. Um, first twenty minutes was, um, I think, we were in control, and then after that, to be fair, um, they had the rub. I was going to say they had the rub of the green. They had, they were in the ascendancy, um, and we were quite lucky. Having said that, we. You know they didn't take their chances, and we took ours. Um, yeah. And that's that. As for, as for today, I think um, I'd say on balance a draw was a fair result. I'm surprised it was nil nil. I was I was expecting maybe a score draw of some sort. I was expecting it'd be a two two or a three three. To be honest with you, yeah, they have got dodgy back three, and you know they do. Four hasn't been the best so far, but they are getting better. I did notice on the um, the American feed that the last time United had a uh, Premier League draw was against Man City on the 2nd of November. So, yeah, I think it was a good game. They could have they they been goals both sides, really, you know, looking at the way. The only thing that disappoints me, not in the result, I think, like I said, I think the result was fair, but I don't think this was the best United team. By any stretch of the imagination, so, yeah. Certainly going forward, you know, you've got Rooney, Van Persie, um, the uh, a quality. Falcao. Falcao. Well, Falcao. They paid a fortune for Falcao. Falcao just looked off the pace. Um, Matter. He's a really good player technically, but I can see why Mourinho sold Mourinho sold him. Um, but look, it, it's a good if you take Carrick um, and. Bruni and Van, Van Persie, you know, certainly going forward, they're quite strong. But at the back, they're, they're piss poor. Oh, and yeah. this isn't the strongest United team. That's the only thing that sort of slightly annoyed me. Is you know, I, I looked at them, I looked at us, and I think we're, overall we look better, we've we look fitter. And I did think in that last ten minutes we could do a do a United on United yeah. and and mm. get get a get a late goal, but we didn't. And I think same oh. it. it, it it probably was the I mean, fair, fair result. We, we weren't superior to them. I think we were better, but I don't think we were vastly superior. Can, can, 
can I just interject? Something completely off subject. Chelsea only managed to draw. Oh, I know. I know. Manchester <laughs> City are winning as well. 2-0. Yeah. Arsenal's winning as well, unfortunately. I know. 2-0 as well. Um, where's Soldado? We need goals. Where's Soldado? See, yeah. Soldado, um, he seems to be very inconsistent, doesn't he? Um he only scores when Nicky says, I'll eat mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. I think Nicky's cast a inverse juju spell on, <laughs> on, on Soldado. It's not, it's not negative juju, it's positive juju. So she just needs to come on the pod next week so, or something and say, yeah, yeah I'm going to... The maple mistress. <laughs> Good lord. That Fernandinho just scored a cracker against um, Burnley. Unbelievable. And, you know, these guys don't have a centre-forward either, do they? Nope. Manchester I'd, I'd love it if, if, they, if they overtook Chelsea and won, won the title, just to, just to see the smug look on Mourinho's face disappear. Fade away, yeah. yeah. So, so then here's a question for you. Manchester City don't have a centre forward, and they're scoring goals left, right, and centre. We're lamenting the fact that we've got a centre forward situation, which is why we're not goals. Um, I know people are going to be laughing at this. How come they're scoring goals with no centre forward, and we can't score goals? David Silva is just unbelievable. That's why they're scoring goals. He is absolutely superb. Indeed. He's, he scored again today already yeah. so far. He scored what two the other, the other day as well. He's you know, yeah. a player like him in your team. Yeah, he, you know, he'll he'll get you ten fifteen goals a season easy. Didn't I see yeah. the other day James Milner's contract over at the end of the season? Uh. Well, I mean, like here's what I was thinking. I mean, we're always complaining about we have too many midfielders. Oh, we got too many midfielders. Too many midfielders, but. Today against Manchester United, we put out Stambouli and Mason. Right? I mean, with all due respect to Stambouli and Mason, and I, you know, and I love those two. You're not going to get top four with Stambouli and Mason in a team where we're always saying we have too many midfielders, and that's the best that we bring up in the middle. But yes, why? But, but why do you think we won't get top four with Stambouli and Mason in midfield? Well, because you've got to compare and contrast who else is going to be playing for that top four spot. Because so Stambouli and Mason, I would say Stambouli and Mason are good enough to beat 15, 16 teams in that league. Would either of them walk into the Man City team ahead of right. Ture, Ture? Of course or not. Chelsea. Of course Chelsea. not. Or the Chelsea team, yeah. Of course not. Because Man City and Chelsea are on a different bloody level to us, and I, and I think that right. I, I think that answers. Man, man U level to us. I, I think the fact that your Toure's and your Matiches and your Fabregas yeah. are so good probably Ooh. answers why both Man City and also to a certain degree last year Chelsea can get away without playing a striker because right. the rest because the rest of the Midfield players and attacking midfielders and even fullbacks are so much better than our players. So what are you saying, Javad? Is that we don't have a strong, well, as strong midfield as Chelsea, Manu? Um, I think that Manchester we've got. City. I think we've got good, good enough players. I don't think we've got. I don't think we we can afford to play without a striker. We need to have a pivot up front. Um, I think. Those teams are so talented and blessed with individuals like Toure and Silva and Matic and Fabregas that they can afford to get away f- um, for a few well, games. I was going to say, yeah, only for a few games, not for a, a considerable length of time. No, of course not. I mean, even Chelsea last season, they didn't have a... I think one of the early games, they didn't have a striker, a recognised striker, and then arguably for most of the rest of the season, they had... Uh, they had a striker in name, but not uh, in 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 uh, uh, in returns oh. in Torres and uh, and uh, Bar and all of that. Uh, who's the other guy? Um, Cameroon international. Eto. Eto. Yeah. Yeah. So Eto, before anyone said says anything, Eto is a decent player, but he's just the wrong side of thirty. So. 
Yeah. So we just talked about our midfields, and I'll you know, and I'll use the words not as good as the other midfielders that's out there. And so we have to to use your words, Javad. We have you know we need a pivotal centre forward. We can't rely on we rely on on um, on on Harry Kane for the rest of the season. I mean, not just because he's not good enough, because he really is quite good. I mean, that's beside the point. And he's a battler. He's a fighter. He's everything else. Right. We need a centre forward come the uh, Christmas or the uh, winter transfer window, who's out there? And do we want to pay big money? Well, you, you talk about paying big money, but if you're paying big money, you're looking at a big-time player. And, and being in all honesty, what big-time player is going to want to come and play for Tottenham? We, yeah. we really need to be looking at not the big-name strikers, the, the level down, or the ones that are coming up and showing some promise, like your Charlie Austin or your Danny Ings. But a lot of people will moan and say, oh, they're not big enough, they're not big names. How are we going to be top four? Well, we aren't going to be top four until we've got the money to go out and buy the top four players. The only way we can get top four is to bring in players with potential, utilise them, bring them on and make them into better players. But then we all know what happens then. We bring them on, make them better players, they get poached by other clubs. We need somebody who... Yeah, well, that's just reality of modern football, though, isn't it, really? We just need someone who can score some goals other than Harry Kane, a striker that can do that. It doesn't have to be... I, I really hate the phrase marquee signing. It doesn't need to be a marquee signing. It then, just... It then, just how are we going to play that player? Because at the moment, the way that, we've, we, that we shape up, we're shaping up with only one striker. And if Harry Kane is on form and he's playing well and he's contributing a lot to the side, not just goals... How are you going to fit the other striker in? You're going to have to lose one of your midfield three. Well, Kane could always drop back, um, for instance, and you'd lose, for example, we've done this in other games, uh, and you've lost, say, Chadley, and you've had, I don't know, Lamella, Eriksson, and Kane as the three players behind, say, Soldado. So that's... It's not inconceivable, and and there'll be a time when when Kane will get injured and or will be suspended or whatever. Um, so we we do need another striker, a Berahino, a, a Charlie Austin, a Benteke, somebody like that. Um, I don't whether, think whether, QPR whether we get... let, yeah. the QPR is going to let Charlie Austin go. They're in a relegation battle. They're going to need as many goals as they can. Well, sure, it depends on how much money we offer and how much. Charlie Austin wants to play at a better level of football, really. I'm sure ha- QPR is going to make more. QPR is going to make more money staying in the Premier League than they will from the sale of Charlie Austin. Harry going after Defoe. I mean, would would he be prepared to let Charlie Austin go and sign Jermaine Defoe? Guys, we all know how it works. Okay, you just drive down the. Um the M1 or M2, one of those. Um, you get out of your car, you give a brown envelope to Harry Redknapp and that's that. Transfer's done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> give, 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 give him a backhander. No, no, give it to him. Give it to his dog. Um, Charlie Austin's wearing... And then before you know it, Charlie Austin's in the starting 11 for Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> Good news! Burnley scored. I... I don't. I think, in all honesty, though, I think we're going to be hard pushed to find. Um, we won't just... find a top draw striker. We'll we'll have to find somebody who will who will fit the mould of what Pochettino wants, and that'll probably be a ten fifteen million pound striker, not a top draw one. But if he does the business and he plays well in the team and he gets the goals, that's what you need. Wasn't Soldado supposed to be our top draw striker? <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't work out for some players, you know. I mean, look at um, Balotelli. He's not a bad player. He's joined Liverpool. He's just hasn't worked at all for him. It happens to a lot of strikers. Torres as well. Well, and... let me. Uh, well, let me ask you, Joby. Where where has it worked for Balotelli? Did it work for him at Manchester City? Inter Milan, yeah. I think, didn't it? Did, uh, inter, was he at Inter Milan first of all? Was he Inter Milan or AC Milan? He, was, he started off at Inter, but then Jose um, froze him out, from what I recall. Yeah. He's a talented player, very talented player, good player. He he's did a, Man City. He's a bit of a gobshite. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 well, a lot of players like that, he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder. 
he's you know he's, he's got he causes creates havoc wherever he goes. But on his day, he's, well, he's, he's another Adebayor, really, isn't he? On his well, day, he could be unplayable. Well, let me submit this for your kind consideration. Since I'm watching QPR against Crystal Palace, and we're talking gobshites, and we're talking about talented players that never really shone, what about Adel Tarabat? Would we have taken back? No, he's lazy as anything he is. He'd, oh, but he'd come for super injured. cheap and he'd score. Is he injured? Is that what it is? So lazy. I, I thought he was fat. No, Tarabat is on the um, on the injury bench with Sandro. Hmm. But even if he was healthy and out of favour with Harry, we still wouldn't take him back for a... No, uh, I, I wouldn't touch him. Look, if we wouldn't take back... Um, what was his face? The Russian dude. Havlichenko? No, the other one. Berbatov? Yeah, Berbatov. That's the bugger. <laughs> Bulgarian. Bulgarian. Oh, Bulgarian. <laughs> Russian, Bulgarian. This Bulgarian's thing. all the same, isn't it? I'll tell you what, I would have had him back. <laughs> He's a superb player. Who? Berbatov. Berbatov, yeah. I would have had him back in a flash. He's he, he, he turned around and said, you know, I want to win trophies, so I'm going to leave. And, you know, you've got no, you, you, if he still wants to win trophies, what's, what's he going to come here for? <laughs> well, no, he, but he's won him at United, hasn't he? And he's, he's earned the money. He's heading towards the last few years of his, of his um, footballing career, but he's still good enough. I would have had him back. Um, well, would you have him back now at Christmas? No, because he's now settled at Monaco. He ain't going to yeah. leave Monaco. What kind of money he'd be on over there? We need okay. to be looking at. We don't. We don't want short-term fixes. Now we've got Pochettino in charge. Now he's being given. He's got a five-year deal, so it's not going to be a knee-jerk. If things aren't going right, he's going to be sapped. Levy's going to keep him there for at least a season or two. I would so, argue that that that. But yeah, you're right. We we shouldn't be looking at short-term fixes, but I would argue that in the January window, the best we can get are short-term fixes. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, West Brom aren't doing so well. They're, they've been losing quite a few games. Just talk about Alan Irvine could be getting sacked. Berrinho, a lot of people rate him. He has a possibility that we could that we could sign him in January, and he wouldn't be a short-term fix. He would certainly be one for the future. Right, so don't laugh at this, um, and I'm sure afterwards when people listen to the podcast, I'm going to get slated, but I don't care. Uh, uh, um, Robbie Keane, if he was available, right? Mm-hmm. If he was available, um, and you know, bearing in mind, Saldana's not scoring, Addy's been on the Juju, Harry Kane could in, could get injured. It's a shit transfer market out there. It's, it's, it's a difficult market. The January window is always difficult to get players. They're going to be overpriced. If Robbie Keane was available on a on a sh- short term until March or whenever the MLS reopens, would you take him? If we played as a four four two, yes. If we're playing as we are now with a four two three one, no, because now he's more of a number ten, not a striker. Why would you have Robbie Keane in a four four two when we've got a fit soldado that could play in a four four two and that's his natural position? Oh, that's for sure. I'd have I'd have Keane in a four four two to play behind the striker in, in a four four two. But if we oh, play one striker up, he's not the kind of man you'd have up there on his own at front. I don't know. Robbie Keane wasn't good enough back then. Why would he be good enough now? Well, I thought he was good, good enough back then. I, I liked him. I, his... I like Kane, here. Yeah. He worked really, yeah. really well. He worked well with Defoe. He worked well with Crouch. He worked well with um, Berbatov. But we let him go. And he's still doing it for the... We let him go because he went to his dream team, his boyhood club. But then Sub-tip, we took him back from his boyhood club. Or, or um, Galaxy <laughs> or wherever it was. Is, yeah. he st- is he still? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is he still playing for the for the, for the Republic? Yeah, they just won the um, MLS Cup, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't he score in the final as well or something? I don't. You know what? I don't see it. Shamefully, I, I, you know, I didn't see it. But all due respect to the MLS, and I don't watch a lot of it, but I watch enough to know that if he's doing it for Galaxy against teams that the Galaxy play, it's a different. I mean, it's a huge step up, isn't it? Expecting him to put in the goals, which is what we need. Playing for 
a top four team, and that's what we would like to think of ourselves as, a top four team to compete against Chelsea and City and Manchester United and Liverpool. I don't know. That's why I mean, I he's good against Colorado Rapids. He's good against the Colorado Rapids, and he's fantastic against the uh, San Jose Earthquakes. But um, it's a different story altogether when you're asking him to. And besides, he's got a great life where he is in the, in um, in Los Angeles. I mean, I follow him on Facebook. He's he's living by the beach. He's you know he's in flip flops half the time. You know he's making good money. I don't think he'd want to come back. Uh, well, that isn't there a um a window of sort of. There it is, yeah, because our season doesn't start again until March or whenever. Yeah. So it's a short-term loan, but at his age now, he probably doesn't want the short-term loan. He probably thinks himself, sod that, I'll have a couple of months rest, take it easy and then get back into it, rather than come over here, play hectic games and go straight back into a, another season over there. I think we'll be hard-pushed hard pushed to find a striker for that matter, any player that's going to improve the squad at a reasonable price during the January window and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are more outgoings than um, than incomings during the window I think there'd be outgoings when you look at some of the players who aren't making the bench Kapoor not making the bench Lennon's not making the Cabal, bench you know, so I think yeah we will more than likely be seeing you know an exodus of three, four, five players could you see Kabul more in an ambassadorial role, whatever that means? I mean, I don't see anybody wanting him because he's such an injury-prone type of player. And he is a club captain, after all. I, I think mean, I think we'd be seeing him more in a sold role. <laughs> a sold role. <laughs> I think he, he could do a good um, ambassadorial role at, <laughs> at, Q, at, at QPR, um, you know, with Harry. I think, yeah, but, I mean... Ferdinand's not working out well well at QPR, is he? So uh, I think Harry might be desperate to get uh, another another player that he's you that he's played with before. I mean, he had a Portsmouth as well as Spurs, didn't he, Kabul? Yeah, yeah. ten fifty nine on whatever it is, the thirty first of Jan on Sky Sports News. Jim White's going to get all excited. That yeah, Kabul signed for um, QPR. He's QPR. a terrific lad. Terrific lad. Remember, I've had him before at Portsmouth and at Spurs. Terrific lad, terrific lad. He'd bring a lot of experience. Hey, whatever happened to Otto Wingy? Where's he at now? Speaking He's still trying to find the way to um, Loftus Road. He's trying to find his way out of QPR's car park. <laughs> I think he got as far as the Shepherd's Bush roundabout, but maybe he's just going round and round in circles. That's in traffic. <laughs> Come on, the spammers. They've pulled one back. Very nice. Um, um, it is sad that we're talking about washed up players to come to play for Tottenham so Campbell <laughs> wash your wash, wash your wash. that's it rob your band that's it get off I think I think maybe we're being a bit nostalgic um, before we look at Thursday's game against Chelsea can I give a mention to Mark Burton um, and I'm only going to do this because I feel it under siege and I feel I'm going to be more under siege on the page Mark says he totally agrees with me he says he was in the north upper and consensus was we had 10 fucking stars out there and one black hole Vlad looks out out of his depth out there and watching him trying to overlap with Andros first half was torture um, no, noticeable noticeably they didn't pass to him when he was open laugh out loud I don't I don't oh. think Townsend really complimented Vlad to be honest with you I don't think Townsend tracked back quite as much as he should have done and helped cover Vlad when he was when he needed it. Wait a second. I would like to make the point. Yes, it was torture. However, you could tell he was asked to do that. He was told to do that. And he actually did it. I mean, he stuck to the script. Yeah. You know? He's what he's told to do. I mean, he's <laughs> right back, is he? Oh, no, no. Who was the black hole? Because I don't recall Danny Rose actually playing. <laughs> Easy. But uh, I didn't think he was the liability in the team, to be honest with you. I don't um, think there were any liabilities today. Tom Newfield adds, view from my feet in the north upper wasn't obstructed, and I could see that Vlad was shite. All right, should we just agree to disagree on that one? <laughs> oh, Javad. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Chelsea on Thursday. Mm. Are we feeling confident, or is it just it's just Chelsea? Um, you 
Well, they've only drawn today 1-1 with Southampton, and Southampton play the way... They're still playing the way that Pochettino had them playing last season under Koeman. So if Pochettino is getting that system fixated into the players, we're seeing signs of them starting to play better in that shape and form. Chelsea won't sit behind the ball. They'll come and play at us like United did today. So I'm not expecting us to win the game at all. But there'll be chances in the game for us to score goals. If we play on Thursday like we did today, then we could do one, to be honest. What, what does do one mean? Do one point or, or, no. or Do one or is win. I mean kick the crap out of them. <laughs> Beat them, hopefully. Touch wood. Where do you see the goals coming from, though? That's the thing. I can Harry see Kane, Kane uh, and Ericsson. <laughs> yeah, Kane, Ericsson, maybe a, um, a Fazio um, slice in. Oh, Fazio was on form today, wasn't he? He had a, he had a few chances. I, yeah. I don't know. Chelsea, I mean, we've got a few bogey teams. Well, Chelsea is one of our bogey teams, really, aren't they? Zade, mate, you and I say Fazio had a good game, but Javert has all the Sorry. He's ready to have a go at, at Fazio next. Well, looking forward to the Chelsea game, I'm going to be optimistic and say I think we're going to get a draw. We're playing there as well, playing at Stamford Bridge. We don't really no, have a good no, record at Stamford Bridge. We're at the lane, aren't we? It's home game, isn't it? This one. Yeah, yeah. No, we're home Thursday uh, night. I've never, I've never seen us lose to Chelsea, so I'm going to go one. <coughs> well, I'm going to be optimistic and say we, that I think we could get a draw. You're back now, are you, Jeff? Yeah, sorry, I had it on mute by mistake. Yeah. What's this new feature? So, neat feature of the podcast, um, and it might not, it might be a short-lived feature, um, but um, the new feature is Tits Monkey of the Week, um, where you nominate each 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 panelist, each um, each of the fellow podcasters nominates their Tit mon- Monkey of the Week. What's a Tit Monkey? Exactly that. So, my Tit Monkey. Um, of uh, this week is Louis Van Hal, who um, was whinging about the fact that 48 hours isn't enough uh, between games, and um, yeah, and uh, which he might well have a valid point. But the fact is, um, that's you know that's the case for everybody, and he should just get on with it and stop being such a whiny bitch. <laughs> Uh, see my tip monkey. It's probably gonna, ev- everybody's tip monkey has got to be M- Mourinho because I can guarantee he whinged about the one or draw because he whinges about everything. Well, he did whinge about the ball boy at one point. Remember that? Yeah, that's what I mean. He whinges about everything if it yeah. doesn't go his way. And I can guarantee Southampton put um, scoring didn't go his way. <laughs> you know, just to you know, just to bring it back just a sec. Schneiderlin got sent off today. Um, he's out for three games. I don't think that red card is going to get rescinded. It was two yellows. The second yellow was really warranted. Um, are we still interested in having Schneiderlin? If we're going to be some, if there are going to be some outgoings. Yeah, I, I I would say Schneiderlin would. Yeah, he would be a player that I wouldn't mind seeing. But saying that, Stambouli, he's got to be given an opportunity. I thought he had a very good game today. So. I think I, I would look at Schneider at the end of the season if things, you know, if if Stambouli doesn't do quite so well for the rest of the season, if Bentelab not going to be the long-term option or Mason, then, yeah, possibly. Yeah, even though he's out for the next three games. So what you're saying is... Well, no, if it's he's two yellows, it's one option. game, wouldn't it? If oh, two straight, yellows is one game? Three games, if it's two yellows to a red, it's one yeah. game. Oh, all right then. So, that'll only be, and that'll probably be what Thursday, Thursday's match. Yeah. It'll be the next, yeah. Starting from the next game, so yeah, it'll yeah. be out on Thursday and then but back. To be honest with you, I, I don't, I don't think it comes to Spurs now. I think it go to Arsenal. Why? Why do you say that? Because uh, start of the season, he was all dead set on coming and coming, wanting to go to Spurs. Obviously, he would have seen. 
<laughs> that we're there's still a, um, a work in progress, and um, Arsenal des- desperately need a player like him, and I think Wenger will pay the money that Southampton want twenty twenty five million, which I don't think which I don't think is is right. I would say he's a fifteen million pound striker uh, midfielder, not a twenty twenty five, and I could see Arsenal paying the money for him. Yeah, you know. Um... Let me ask you this question. Well, because I'm watching the QPR Crystal Palace game. It's a cracking match, by the way. Zaha, he was like the cat's meow, as they say. Well, I don't know who says that, but I say that. He's fallen out of favour, hasn't he? I mean, is is it worth putting a cheeky bid in for him? Zaha. Zaha. He's the one who's on loan from United, isn't he? Uh, well, well, did, he did was... We he went there, then he came back, and I think things didn't work out for him. I think Crystal Palace bought him back. Is he on loan, or is he? No, I think he's still on. I think he just got on a season long, long loan there because he'd only joined um, last season, didn't he? At United. Yeah, United. Like United, United bought him and then loaned him back to Palace for the season. Yeah, he's a good player, but um, I don't know if if we're going to sign him. We're going to sign him as a winger at the moment. We. I don't know. What do we do? Do we get rid of Townsend? Do we get rid of Lennon and bring him in, or or what? Yeah, there's going to be some outgoings in the winter. I can't see Lennon lasting much longer in Townsend. Uh, I mean, Harry Redknapp is really building the old, you know, the old Tottenham team at QPR, isn't he? Really? Yeah. So we're still looking for a forward. Um, in terms of Chelsea, honestly, I mean, I'd, I I I never have a good feeling against Chelsea. I mean, if I mean, if the only time this year that we're going to beat him is going to be in the Carlin Cup final, I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'm, with you I'm okay with yeah. that. I mean, I am. I mean, yeah. I'm all right. I mean, if someone was to say to me, "You lose on Thursday, but you'll win in the Carlin Cup final," assuming that we will get through to the finals and that they do beat uh, Liverpool, if someone was to say to me, "I will give you this right now: you lose on Thursday, but you'll win in the Carlin Cup final," I'll jeez. I'll bite their hand off. Would you take a five-nil defeat to Chelsea at home uh, for, for, a, for, a, for a for a really shit, sloppy one-nil deflected win um, in the Carling Cup final against? Yes, yeah, I would. Yeah. Yes. Five-nil is hard, Javad. S- silverware, um, silverware, isn't it? Yeah. Trophy, it, trophy. It, first, it, first trophy of the season. We'll be the first team to win a trophy this season. Put it this way. Well. If we lose, we lose. Whether you're going to lose by one goal or ten goals, you've, you've lost the game. And so our goal difference is shit anyway. doesn't matter if it's five-goal loss or whatever else. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose as long as we win in a cup final. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And as long as we win the cup final, and it doesn't matter if it's a crappy deflected goal of someone's left nut. And, as, long and as, it, you know, as long as it goes in. Don't forget, all right? If we finish, say, sixth or seventh and we don't get our Euro- Europa spot, if you win a trophy, you get a, at least qualify. You're getting the qualifiers for the for your, uh, Europa, don't you? Uh, yeah. don't, don't you get a group stage place if you win the Carling Cup in Europa? Yeah. I don't I oh. think if you win the Europa, I don't think you've got to go through the um, qualifiers, have you? Now, if you win Euro- if we won the Europa Cup, then win the uh, Europa Cup, we're in the Champions League. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. That's what to say. That we win Europa, and we're in the Champions. Come on. Sorry, I'll tell you what. Stick the Carling Cup. Stick but, Thursday night up your ass. <laughs> but I'm happy to lose them both if we win the Europa Cup and we're in the Champions League next season. There Could is a but. you imagine what a season? Oh, you go ahead, Joe, um, Rob. But there is a but. Um, as of next season, if you are knocked out of the Champions League, you do not drop into the Europa League. Yeah, that's, that's not fair. fair. That's a good thing, though. <laughs> yeah, that's it's fair. It's next year, and when we win the Europa Cup, we get ourselves into the Champions League, we lose, and then we don't yeah. get dropped into the bloody Europa. Well, that, that that's fine, because then we can concentrate on you know, getting a decent um, position in the league. Wow. Let's wait, let's wait and see, anyway. Um, so we've had some questions um, from from listeners. Um, so Andy Scargins asks, "What's your most memorable Boxing Day Spurs win?" 
Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the, only one, the only one that comes to my mind right now is Leicester. <laughs> um, the only one that comes to my mind, apart from Leicester, um, was a few years ago we beat Villa. I think that was Boxing Day and Bale got a hat-trick. I don't know. I, 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 I don't I remember that. Uh, at Villa Park, Bale got a hat trick. Uh, it might be Is New it... Year's Day. New Year's Day, Boxing Day, same shite. It was yeah. over the rest of the period. Um, okay. Um, I'll move on to the next question. Um, Greg, yeah. ta- Greg Taylor asks Which one player do you really want to see move on in January and why? Um, so he goes on to say that he, he wants to see the back of Adebayor because, not because he's. <laughs> lazy, just he thinks that he's lost his spark and he can't do his stuff anymore um, and, and also that he might have a destabilising um, influence um, to simply say that because so and so is shit isn't a valid answer um, Who would I really want to see the back of? I can't say I really desperately want to see the back of anybody really, but yeah. if there's a player that is going to go in, and he's going to go in January then as long as we get a replacement, um, I'd go with um, Danny Rose because, quite honestly, he's not a left-back. He's a left midfielder who got reverted back to left-back when Gareth Bell got an injury and ben, and uh, Benny got an injury. Uh, he did okay there. He's been set out on loan. He's come back again. He has improved, but he's still not left-back. So I'd much no. rather see him move on and we bring in a proper left-back to challenge with Ben Davis. You know, he, he hasn't done anything this year to really make me want to see the back of him. When I hear, see the back of him, I hear, see the back of him, good riddance, thank God he's gone. Um, I, did, I, I didn't see him do anything this year to make me believe that uh, he's been a super liability. In fact, if anything... I thought he's improved a bit. Uh, I think he's bulked up a bit. I mean, he's a bit of a cocky SOB this year. I mean, I found his attitude to be a little uh, arrogant, unwarranted. But I don't want to see the back of him. Um, I don't want to see the back of anybody, to be honest with you. I mean, every now and again, I have, I mean, I have a moan about Lamella, but I had a long chat with Rob Cracksford the other day as I was driving up. And uh, he actually put forward a couple of really good arguments as to why we should cut him some slack. So... Not Lamella. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to see the back of anybody. Adebayo, I think we'll need him. uh, Like at some point, if we play him, at some point, I think he's going to come good. He came good for us last year, remember? He was on the outs with AVB. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's letting you ramble, aren't they? Um, I don't want to see the back of anyone. I mean, maybe I'm having trouble with the term see the back of. Um, I wouldn't mind letting Kapu go, um, only because I think he hasn't been the influence that we thought he would be, but that's also because maybe he hasn't played as much. Um, nobody really is my answer. Okay, Rob? What are you thinking, Rob? Uh, sorry, what? I took my headset off. My daughter was. I put him to sleep. No, my... who? Which player would you like to see the back of? <sighs> In the January window. Adebayor. <clears throat> to me, the man just doesn't seem to work anymore. When, when he came to us on loan from City, uh, I couldn't fault the bloke. He was, you know. Everywhere on the pitch, almost at the same time, was, you know, like he could be anywhere he wanted to be, whenever he wanted to be. Since we paid, you know, the, the money for him and, and give him his hundred and ten thousand pound or whatever it is a, a week, he just doesn't seem to work for it anymore. You know, it's like, well, I'm getting the fucking money. Why do I need to bother? You know, um, even even Soldado plays better football than he does. You know. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen much of Adebayor this year either. We did talk at the at the start of the season. And uh, he was playing was, well at the start of the season, mind. Hmm? He was playing well at the start of the season. 
he was a lone striker up there. He was working hard, getting himself across the yeah. pitch, tracking back. Yeah. I like, I, I do like Adebayo. I think he's a very good player. I, I, I think he gets a lot of stick because people just don't like him because they think, oh, he's lazy, oh, he's shit, oh, he's this, oh, he's a mercenary, oh, he's on all this bloody money. It just, uh, you know, it's just bollocks. Basically, he's a, he's a very good player. He doesn't always apply himself, but then there's a lot of players who don't do that all the time. Mm. I think there's a lot of crap that goes around with him and I think a lot of it is unwarranted I wouldn't want to see the back of him but in all honesty I think he probably will end up leaving If we were talking about players to go out on loan to get um, a lot more experience I would have to say Bentaleb I'd I'd like to see him get some um, you know regular first team experience playing every week somewhere um, just to improve the quality of his game. I'd like to see Dyer. I think Dyer yeah. would, would do well if he had, because uh, at the moment he's not going to get in front of um, Jan and Fazio. He's not a right back. So I would like to see him go somewhere and get some uh, Premier League experience as as a um, as a centre back. Mm. I'd like um, Kyle Norton, Norton to um, yes. be moved on because I think he's I think he's surplus to requirements. I think we've got Walker and Yedlin um, at, at right back. Uh, obviously, Yedlin, we don't know how it's going to pan out just yet. He'll take a while, no, no doubt, to adjust. Um, Norton was also never a left back, although he, you know, he did. Makeshift left back. Um, I think he's surplus to requirements. I don't think he's going to get any better. And if anyone watched the um, uh, video on Spurs TV about 18 months ago, last Halloween, um, he, uh, and Norton um, was one of a few players that featured in that, and he came across as a bit of a tit monkey um, in that video. So, on that basis, um, I'd like to see him go. You know, I would like to add, um, now that you've mentioned Norton, yeah, me too. He, he, I, 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 he's also whinged too. Like, he whinges, you know, how can Mama get into play? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we, we gave him a shot, and honestly, I think he's a liability. Yeah, Norton. There you go. There's my answer. Okay. Jerome James asks, which of our players would get into the Chelsea team? That's a good question. Um... Ericsson a push, I think, could get into that Chelsea team. I tell uh, you what. Go on. I think I think the Tongan would. Larice would be good enough, but they've got a shit hot goalkeeper, so um, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I think I think the Tongan could could walk into that team ahead of Cahill or. I don't think he would actually, to be honest with you. You don't? No, I don't. What do you think? Do you think Cahill's a better player? Yeah, than Terry. I, I think but... K- I think Cahill's better than Patongan. Yeah. And Terry as well. Um, I hate John Terry. John Terry's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say it like this man, won't you? <laughs> but he is. Well, it's a fact. <laughs> it is a fact. John Terry is a cunt. That's an absolute fact. Yeah, you call a spade a spade, and a cunt a cunt. So... And John yeah. Terry's a cunt. Yeah. Now, now you see here. The thing is, I mean, would any of these guys get into the Chelsea team? I think a lot of them would get into the Chelsea team. To be honest with you, and I'll tell you why. Because because they've got good players around them. The reason why Chelsea are good isn't just because of. Well, this is just my own opinion, uh, which I stole off somebody last week. Um, the reason why Chelsea are good. <laughs> I got my opinion. Uh, the reason. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason Chelsea are good isn't just because they've got brilliant players. It's because there are a bunch of really good players that play well around each other. Yeah. I mean, so, like, the question was, could you imagine Hazard playing for us? Would he be as good as what he is for Chelsea? And the answer is no, because he doesn't have the right kind of setup around him and the right kind of players around him. Because we were in for Hazard as well, and he's magnificent for Chelsea. Um, I think Ericsson would fit in Chelsea because he's got the right players around him. Um, I would say, um, geez, uh, who else? That's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah, Jan Vertonghen. <laughs> In saying all that bollocks, um, Lamella. How would Lamella do at Chelsea? I don't know. You know? Hazard, Oscar, 
That'd be ahead of him. Sure. Yeah. See, Hazard. I mean, how good? I mean, how good would Hazard and Oscar be at Tottenham? You know, they're not going to light it up the same way as how they're doing it at, at Chelsea. Hmm. And the, well, you know, and the point is, it, it, that would depend on whether or not if we had Hazard and Oscar, if we had two or three of those players together, I think they could play pretty well together. It's just the ones. Right. It's our defence, really, at the moment. It's what we really, really need to make sure um, get them up together again. Because at the moment, you know, Walker needs more match fitness. Davis needs a, lo- a longer run. Will Vertonghen and, and Fatsu be our long-term punch? I don't know. But if you've got a much more solid defence behind you, your, your attackers have got a lot more um, freedom to play, haven't they? Yeah, but let me ask you, Hazard Oscar or Ericsson Lamella on paper? They're just as good, Ericsson and Lamella, aren't they? Or am I talking out of my rear end? Um, I think potentially they are, yeah. They haven't shown right. But yeah, potentially, yeah. But, I think... Right, but for some reason they show it at Chelsea. Confidence. I think Hazard's a really good player. I don't think Oscar... I think it's an interesting point you made, Zayden. If I think if Oscar was in our team, I don't think he'd do that well. I think yeah. I think I think Hazard would do well in any team. I, I think he's he's a quality player, and there's a, a directness about him, um, an end product. Oscar seems a bit brittle. He seems a bit, you know, a bit of a mummy's boy, basically. Uh-huh. So what are your predictions for uh, Thursday against Chelsea? Mine? Yeah. Uh, I think I said one all. Yeah, one all. Rob? Um, yeah, I'm going to go for one nil Tottenham. My you know, we are playing at Stamford Bridge. We are playing at Stamford Bridge after all. Go on. No, we're, 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 we're playing. We are playing a White Hart Lane for oh. the second time. Oh, we are, are we? My heart says two one to Spurs. My head says two one to Chelsea. So hopefully it'll be a one one. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it is a it is a it, 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 it is a game that scares me. I must admit. Well, mind you, they all do. Am I the only one who's scared every single time we take the field, home or away? But, um... No, there's, I don't know. Definite, there's definite fear there for uh, most of us, you know. Oh, crap, we're gonna, are we going to lose this? <laughs> right. I was starting to feel more confident about Spurs when they come on now. Right, put you on the spot, Zayden. Come, prediction. Um, well... I'm only going to say this because the last time I predicted us losing, we won. Um, That's true. So, right. So um, I am. <laughs> so I am doing this so we will win. I. I have a hard. T- I, I. I have a hard time seeing us pulling it out a victory, um, against Chelsea. Um, so that's the reason why. Yeah. Um, I. Man, I really hate saying it. Um, but uh, I don't think we're going to win. I'd settle for a tie, and to me, a tie. And again, I'm going to get hammered for this. Uh, I'll say it. I don't care. I think a point is as good as a win. What did you just say? Yeah, you know, I think against Chelsea, um, a point's as good as a win, especially since they're now out for blood. I mean, they tied this uh, against Southampton, so they're going to really need the points. And Manchester City won, I think, with a winning. No, they're 2-2, Man City. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Burnley's pulled back again. And Arsenal are still winning 2-1. It's mm. not not good for my local side, though, Plymouth. We were winning 1-0. We're now down 2-1. Ooh, not good. So there you go, Javad. I don't think we're going to win this uh, Thursday. Okay. okay. I, I'll happily take that if if, if it actually means that, that, yeah. that we do we do win, which is what you predicted last time against Everton, and, and right. we won. Um, right, exactly. Two, two quick questions, just two final questions. Um, so, Carol Hayward asks: Is buying a pair of tights a good gift for a mermaid? 
<laughs> well, well it, it, it is if she's going to be doing any um, robberies. Yeah, well, good. It, it, it depends if it's like the film Splash with Daryl Hannah, because, you know, she comes out of the water, then she'll have legs, wouldn't she? Yeah, but then it depends on whether it's going to be cold or not. Chances are she'd be coming out onto a beach in some hot environment, and last thing she's going to want to wear is a pair of sweaty tights. My answer is no, it's not a good idea because a mermaid has got one tail and it's a waste of money. Um, final question Eddie Mallory asks In which direction does your urine spiral down the plug hole when you piss in the sink? Hang on a second. I saw that earlier. Let me get up and see the answer. Hang on, let me just go to the. Uh, let me get up here for a second. What's he doing? Is he about to piss in the sink? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, hang on. Let's put that here on the side. My wife has got a pot plant in the sink for some reason. Hang on. Let me see. All right. Oh, geez, I've got performance anxiety now. <laughs> Hang on. Is it cold Eddie, what have you started? It's anti. Hang on, I better lock the door. The kids are around. Um, <laughs> anti-clockwise. You could tell Eddie that it's anti-clockwise. Yeah, there you there go. You go. So one of life's mysteries solved. It's anti-clockwise. If you piss in the if you ah, piss in the sink, let me, let me anti-clockwise. Let me put the pot plant back. There we well, go. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but in the northern hemisphere, water goes down the 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 the, the plug hole the same direction anywhere in the northern hemisphere. However, in the southern hemisphere, it goes the other way. Yeah, the Coriolis effect, of it, it's called. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you pee or if you're just pouring water down. If you're in the northern hemisphere, it's going to go the same way anyway. All right, and on that point... Have we got got another podcaster? There was a voice I heard. No, that's my daughter. She wants to know what I was doing in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, thank thank you, gentlemen, for joining me this week. Um, This is going to be the last podcast of 2014, so... Wishing you all and all our listeners a happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Happy New Year. Future's bright, the future's li- lily white. Good night. Oh.